Yeah, let's just get this. We're already half hour late. Let's get the fucking show on the road. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Oh, my. Are you ready, Sco? I don't know, man. <laughs> Are you ready, so twisted. I'm around. <laughs> We're here. We we got this far. This is a good start. Is that is that your preferred moniker? Like when people aren't calling you like cunt or asshole, do they usually call you Gord? I do prefer Gord as opposed to Gordy or Gordon, although I'm getting more used to Gordy. Interesting. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to Gord then. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right. All right, ready? You guys ready for this? I'm gonna nail this intro in one go. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Hello everyone, my name is Josh, and welcome to episode 140 of the Channer Ramp Podcast. With me as always is my bearded co-host, Mr. Andy Fuko. That's me. And if you didn't know, I'm here to let you know that this is an explicit fucking podcast, so go ahead and cover your ears, hide your kids, hide your wives, because we're about to count down. It's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck! Fuck you, internet! Fuck you, technology! Fuck you, Andy's computer! Fuck the fucking dock! Fuck the fucking cables! <clears throat> Notice Josh didn't fuck his computer, which fucked us in the first place months ago. Um, <laughs> or his knowledge to fix this. Listeners can review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, etc. And please subscribe. If you send us a review, we'll send you a sticker. Just screenshot that to channelrant uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> you can uh, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or if you're Australian, Snapchat. You can join the Channerant Discord. That link, all you got to do is message us for Check out the Channerant store, channerant.com. Jesus, is that all of them? We got so many things, Fusco. <laughs> We've got the, uh, what, get paradiddled shirt. We've that's got the uh, barbecue beer bagpipes shirt. Which yeah, that's a new one to the to. store. We have the best beard neck gator now, so if you still need to wear a mask, um, you can get one that's modeled off of what the Big Rab Show 2020 Awards consider to be the best beard. Hey, man, not just him. The entire world has voted. The entire world. (laughs) And we have our Piper drummer trucker hats. Uh, Last but not least, if you want to be, you know, you want to support the show a bit, you're like, hey, these guys are assholes, but I like them well enough. You can do so at patreon.com slash channerant for $5 or more a month, whatever you decide to pick, the price of a beer. And you can listen to us buck up the goddamn setup for 15 minutes and then host a kick-ass show. (laughs) Did you uh, create those trucker hats in honor of our guest today? Oh, in honor of our great guest, uh, Mr. Gord Taylor. No, yeah. I did not. But would you like to introduce our illustrious guest, Mr. Andrew Fusco? Uh, yeah, his name's Gord Taylor, apparently. <laughs> that's me over here. Yeah, yeah, that's still my the, name. Yeah, yeah, the bagpiper of the of the the fake Mackenzies. It's the it's the ripoff <laughs> ripoff of the real Mackenzies. <laughs> you know, that's that's actually a thing. There was a band in Sarajevo once, that, or the opening band that came on before us. They made T-shirts for themselves that said the fake Mackenzies. <laughs> well, when Josh and I ever decide to learn how to play instruments, we're going to rip off the Ticket Winkers, or Wicked Tinkers, and become the Ticket Winkers. So it's a great nice. idea, great idea. It's, it's going to yeah, be... Um, so <laughs> this is an interesting story, because... so. I don't. I don't know how this went for you, Gord, and you can you can kind of tell us your side here in a minute. But for me, I'm a big fucking real McKenzie's fan. I'm a big like punk rock fan, and nice. I, I live and breathe this shit. And um, so I'm like, you know, like get a notification on my phone casually, like, like it went to like the Instagram and the Facebook or something, and it's just like it's your username, which I won't say out loud, but looks like a goddamn bot, by the way. 
very much so. <laughs> and it's it's intentional. Like, yeah, and it's like it's like, hey, uh, I'm I'm Gordon Taylor with the Real McKenzies. Like I I you know I really like your guys' show. I'd love to come on. And I was like, fuck you. I was like, who is this? Some, this is some somebody from India trying to sell me. Uh, well, I thought I thought for sure I thought for sure it was like one of our friends who like knew I was a big fan of the band and was just fucking. With me. <laughs> I literally thought it was somebody from India trying to sell I, me. I'm just some. like I'm like fuck you. Like I guarantee you're not fucking. You're not the fucking guy. And then like. Fusco reached out and I was like, no, it's really a fucking guy. Like, no, oh I didn't. What happened was he, I think you either emailed me or texted me. You found my number somewhere and he texted me. I'm like, oh, this guy might be real. He actually has my number. Because yeah. if it goes to the internet, I just assume it's all fake. But he actually contacted my number. So he, did you look up my website or something? How did you find my number? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know what? I, I, I should sort of uh, uh, take some of the wind out of your sails. I'm no longer the, the piper for the real Mackenzie's. I was a long time ago. Well, wow. about uh, five years ago, uh, that uh, that gig has been taken over by a fellow named Aspie Louise on who's uh, doing a, a bang up job. So I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to make any false illusions here. I uh, I was one of actually many bagpipers for the real Mackenzie's. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. I'm about to say, because you're, you're, you're also that job. you're not you're not sleeping on your laurels either. Like you're <laughs> I, I listened to the shit you sent me. It's fucking great. <laughs> cool good i'm glad so yeah but uh yeah that was the funny thing for me was uh i get I, you know i get this message and i'm like oh, that's, that's not fucking are you kidding me who's fucking with me right now i thought for sure it's like joe brady it's too clever for joe brady too clever for joe brady but um okay so gord <laughs> you've listened to the show a bit you kind of know how we do things um we got a little bit of bullshit to get through and then we're just gonna pick your brain all right on uh you know Getting chased down by uh, Canadian law enforcement, getting hit by cars, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> having 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 a uh, salt replaced for illicit materials. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really true as well. <laughs> <laughs> the debauchery of being yeah, in a pump. Yeah, band. you think we didn't do our homework, but before yeah. that, we got to do the open. Fusco, right. you, you know what really uh, blows up my DMs? What's that, Josh? When uh, a piper for one of your favorite bands uh, messages you and you're definitely sure it's fake. <laughs> you're definitely sure it's one of your friends fucking with you. Yeah, that that's rough. We almost missed out on him. If he didn't we contact We almost me, missed out, yeah. I, we would have never answered <laughs> I him. thought for sure it was bullshit. I was like, that's, fuck you. That's not the right guy. That's not the same guy. You kidding me? Like fucking, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The piper from Westwinds. Yeah, fucking texted me to come on my dick joke podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm really going to buy that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So real quick, let's get through some news and updates. I want to give a quick shout out to Beer Boy who came on the Spooktacular episode, which has not come out yet. Um, cheers, Beer Boy. It's a fun show. And I always, I miss that guy. I'm still trying to get him to move to Vegas. Yeah. And live, we got new merch. We mentioned it in the intro. Uh, we have the official best beard neck gator. So if you want a mask that replicates the best beard, and all as determined in. by the Big Rab Show 2020. Oh, yeah, I caught that one. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't think I missed it. Uh, you can go to chanderant.com. You can get the uh, neck gator that has the literal Foucault beard that you can then wear out in a route. We also have a big beer barbecue bagpipe shirt. If you're not in the States, you don't understand the meme that is Nevada right now with the guy like screaming at people on the fucking uh, beer, barbecue beer, beer freedom, freedom, freedom or something. Shirt, yeah. yeah. But check that one out. We have the <laughs> 2020 season shirt that says, uh, what, uh, I paid my 2020 dues and all I got was this fucking t-shirt, which <laughs> huge, huge uproar in social media because the mock-up got posted on Instagram before the live store one. Right. And they're like, you spelled paid wrong. I'm like, yeah, no, we fixed it. (laughs) Uh, And then just quick fucking 
news and updates a la Rab. Um, congrats to Stuart Little, Chanter Rant guest on the 2020 Glenfiddich. Yeah, is it? Do you think it's coincidence that he came on the show right before he won the Glenfiddich? No, I, don't I think, think so. I think we pushed him over. I the think edge. so too. He was so inspired by us and our greatness that he decided to become great himself. He got a loosey goosey from just <laughs> bevving it up. <laughs> but congratulations to him and uh, another another Chanarant alumni, uh, Mr. Jack Lee, who won the Peabody. That's correct, and he was on the show too last year. So uh, get fucked, other piping podcasts. <laughs> now, what was Callum Beaumont's excuse for completely? <laughs> we should we should fuck. <laughs> yeah, we should probably contact. We should probably fuck with Callum because yeah. he's come on before. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll call him and be, hey, dude, what happened, man? Hey, uh, do you want to <laughs> come on and uh, figure out why you don't even fucking place me? <laughs> uh, and then we have the, uh, as we mentioned, the big rap show award winners. Our own Mr. Andy Fuko with the best beard. Finally, finally, after years of campaigning, uh, I just want to thank the constituents, all the people who voted for me, and uh, especially those who voted twice or multiple times, like Kenny Hunter. Thank you, uh, or who, who went through the trouble of changing their IP address, even though I don't think you really had to. Yo, you didn't have to. You just refresh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, finally, I beat that frog. Frenchman Gus, Gus Sicard. <laughs> you you <be> Gus. <laughs> I'm gonna call him and just stick it to him. We got. We'll have him on. You can just rub in. We'll have. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll oh, have yeah. an episode when I'm out of town. Or just Fusco and Gus's beard tips. <laughs> <laughs> Do a, a whole beard episode. It'll be great. And then, of course, best social media went to uh, former friend of the show Matt Willis. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully to be friend of the show again. Uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Probably Eventually, not. he'll get over our, our certain brand of humor, I suppose. The Keith Highlanders, which was my personal pick, um, with uh, who the fuck is Tim? Right, R- leading <laughs> leading their uh, amazing social media efforts on you know this whole COVID ban const thing. And then uh, for everybody else, nobody gives a fuck. Correct. I don't nah. couldn't even name us another one. Like best product. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I don't know. That, but yeah, did somebody did somebody invent like a? a seasoning smelling hand sanitizer like i don't know there's no best product i get i get they give it to like a blowpipe i don't fucking know it's a blowpipe that has water trap inside do you it. even do you even fuck with like all this nonsense uh gourd like the big rab show all the random shit going on no uh as a matter of fact uh i i got uh, turned on to a show from a, a friend of mine in winnipeg and uh I, I'll be honest with you. I, I used to be in IT, and, and uh, um, I used to know a fair bit about it. But to this day, uh, yours is the first and only podcast I've ever listened to. Woo-hoo! And uh, fr- frankly, I've kind of uh, it's it's kind of um, I don't know what the right word is. It, it's it's endearing to kind of get back into it and hear some of the names thrown around and uh, uh, talking about pipe band organizations. I've I've listened to far more of uh, uh, of your podcasts over the last week since knowing that I'm. Uh, coming on and speaking with you guys, then uh, then then you'd probably be modest to accept. <laughs> that, it only slightly alarms me. Depending, did you listen to the one where we made Fusco play Chanter in the Gimp Mask with the Dominatrix? No, didn't get that far. But I do, <laughs> I, 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 I do have a Dominatrix question for you later down the road. Right. Oh, okay. oh we, we've got answers. Shit, yeah, we've, we've probably got many. <laughs> or or what, God, what was the one? What was the one with the Eric Evanhouse where we talked about marinating? In, oh yeah, yeah, in Mormon country. Where, yeah. Yeah, I don't that's remember a, what. That's a good one. Yeah, there's um, lots of good ones yeah, out there. God Look, is God a is a T-Rex. Great episode. 
Yeah, you know what I was most surprised with? I, I, I've been out of the game of, of competition and of, uh, of uh, pipe band uh, organizations and associations for so long. Um, it, was, it was kind of uh, interesting to, to hear all the new names that I had, I had never heard before. I mean, uh, I, I had no idea that, uh, that Mike Wallace uh, was, uh, was playing pipes. I, I knew he did uh, news for 60 minutes and, and fucking Tom Brady, like, <laughs> like that guy there. Is there anything that guy can't do? I think that's amazing. I never knew. I mean, the world has come a long way since I was in piping. I mean, he is a winner after all. Yeah. I mean, he, he can't get it up, then, but other than that, he's good. <laughs> so, um, okay, let's let's get through the rest of our bullshit. Uh, we've got, let's see, we went through the winners. We have our dojo referral link, the Piper's fucking dojo. Sko, give a pitch. Yeah, man, if you want to learn how to play pipes, goody. Good, good, like Gord. Good, goodly, <laughs> goodly, like Gord. If you want to strongly, <laughs> if you want to strongly be good pipe player, <laughs> uh, you should join the Pipers Dojo. But first, go to channerand.com slash suckless and get yourself a dollar uh, first month for a dollar. Yeah, it's premium, premium, premium membership. Let me tell you what they got going on this weekend. You want to know what they got going on? I am weekend? aware. Do you, and are you going to tell people again that they can just get it for a buck and then quit? They, yeah, why not? I don't Might as well. We don't care. Uh, so we have uh, the big man himself, the guy who won the MSR, as a matter of fact, at Glenn Fittick. Willie McCallum is teaching jigs tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow. Tomorrow Sunday, right? I think it was today. Oh, tomorrow is Sunday. Tomorrow, so, yeah, I no, think. it's tomorrow. So tomorrow at, I don't know, whatever time, you can join. Well, you realize you realize that this show will have already come out long oh, after this true. thing happened. Oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> All right, but two weeks from now, when you there will be somebody else. Be I don't another, know what I'm about to say. There will be someone else. <laughs> Somebody else of that quality will be there. There'll be uh, I have no Stuart, idea. Stuart Little teaches underwater basket weaving. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, join the Pipers Dojo, channelrant.com slash suckless, uh, and become a goodly piper. Should we? So I kind of want to start some competition because there is there is scoring on the new Dojo U site. Like you can you can accumulate points, you can you Correct. know go through belts. Badges and stuff, yeah. Uh Fusco, what's your what's your like belt badge level? Like if one of the six beats you, what do they get? Well, I mean, they gotta earn it. It's not like it's a contest. oh no. They have to go. They have to go through. It takes a process. They have to go through tons of lessons and things. But if they get higher than me, uh, if they get higher than you, what do they get? They get. They get to blow me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already were below you. Oh yeah. Um, what do they get after? <laughs> they get a special free half hour session. With Josh McEachern. <laughs> Where I don't teach you anything because I don't want to. He just swears at you a lot yeah. and tells you he's going to cut you, cut your throat. I'm going <laughs> to stick you. You don't get better, damn it. You don't get better, I'm going to stick you. I have not threatened to slit the throat of a piper in a long time. Also, we haven't had practice since March. I was going to so. say, that's really the reason. We hey, didn't have a concert A record's show. a record, asshole. <laughs> Uh, last but not least, we have our November raffle winner. So this is, if you are a patron of the Channerants podcast, you go to patreon.com slash and you pay your five bucks. You are entered every month into a raffle to win a free shirt. And this month's winner is... Michael did you really Brandt. Fart right I really when did. you did it. <laughs> I was saving it. Like, come on, get to the point. I'm trying to fart here. I was wondering why you were tapping faster. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Mikey Brandt, who is actually also a dojo member. Ah, phenomenal. So, Michael, uh, if you listen to this episode, you have won the November raffle. Uh, hit us up, channerant at gmail.com. Let us know shirt size. So you got Shirt know, size and address. Yeah. What, what, is your, what shirt do you want? What size do you want? And where the fuck do you live? We promise we won't send drones. 
we may. <laughs> and we have the November happy happy hour for patrons. Speaking of our patrons, that's going to be, um, let's see, the 14th of November at 1930 Pacific. So was that like a Friday? 14th of Friday? Yeah, today's the 7th. So it's next Saturday. No, it's next Saturday. A week from today. Is it really? Jesus Christ. Wait from today, you can come <laughs> hang out with all the other patrons on the happy hour, and we might even try to tease in some guests, including probably Gord. Yeah, if we can rope them in. <laughs> if we can rope them in. <laughs> we can rope them into a Zoom call somehow. Uh, but That's excellent. all I got. Yeah, man. That was amazingly fast. You want to take a deep breath now that we got this far? <gasps> it's okay. We made it. Now we can gently f- talk to Gord through his... <laughs> Ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try. I tried to get through the the uh, pointless things early, so that we can talk about the fun things. Oh wait a minute! I already know this cover. I'm looking through the notes here. Oh yeah, so we did. We we covered these guys. Yeah, I know. So oh, I've, I've got some. I've got some. Hit me. Yeah. Uh, so should we do it for him? Oh no! I think we should play. Well, the only problem is if we play, he's not gonna be able to hear. I could try. I could maybe I mean, try we, to play. We'll it just off we'll my, just sing a verse and a chorus of this. Send in the link. So uh, <laughs> we did cover one of your songs for our concert, Gord. I don't know if you knew. That. Hey, no shit. Yeah. Which one? Was he on that album? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we covered the Tempest. <laughs> Would you believe it if I told you that I wrote that song? I did. I do believe it because I read the fucking notes in the album. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Um, that's uh. That that was a, the first and uh, the first album that, that I had I had ever written and uh, well that uh, that song and I shouldn't I shouldn't take all the credit because Dirty Kurt had uh, had a big hand in the chorus and uh, the whole song came to be I was living in Vancouver on on the West End and I had just gotten into the band and uh, this was after a, a, a couple of sort of failed album writing attempts and uh, we just started uh, started piecing together ideas and. There was a lot of drugs on the table, and uh, <laughs> it was d- Dirty Kurt. And, my, and, and Dirty Kurt will tell you that chorus uh, came from, <laughs> came from him and his buddies in a in a, a a little a little fucking fishing boat or something going across a lake in BC. And I guess the the motor cacked out, and there there was a storm coming. And so they picked up the oars, and he's screaming, "Row, you bastards! Row, or else we're going down!" This sort of thing. So I, I threw together. Well, I didn't throw them together. We gave it a lot of thought, and and, and I did all the verses and uh, put in a pipe part there. Um, that I kind of ripped off from an old traditional song, but I, I stand by my rip off. And uh, um, yeah, the, the the piece ended up coming out, and uh, I, I think it. Uh, I think we got pretty lucky with it. Yeah. So um, we we do a bit. So we have our what normally we have our uh, every November we have a Celtic what we call the Celtic Thanksgiving concert for the Las Vegas okay. Pipe Band. It's like a big fundraising event, and we do different bits. Like we'll do we'll do like obviously traditional pipe band. Uh, performances we'll have drum majors come out we'll do like a drum salute we'll do things like that but one of the things we did we used to do we, we don't really do it anymore because we don't have enough bodies but we used to do uh an acapella bit oh. and so you, we would do an acapella bit and it was like you know three or four members of the band but we would wear these like horrible disguises we'd wear like beards and like fake beards and fucking wigs and shit and pretend to be this uh, Irish acapella group called Bollocks and Fiddle. <laughs> and one of the ones that we did was actually The Tempest. I, I don't remember what year we did it, mind you. Is it on video somewhere for a guy to watch? Oh, it, it's, it most certainly is. I'm, I'm going to try to... Three yeah. years ago, maybe? It, it, it might have been a while ago. Two years? I'll try, I'm going to find... Let me find the link and I'll, and I'll text it to you. Because <laughs> I kind of... You know, we don't have to do it now. 
but we got to get a review of you know what did what does Gord think we did with his with his tune. <laughs> I'm sure you guys did it fine. The, uh, the, the inspiration for that, well, not inspiration, but one of the things I, I wanted to do that. Have you heard the, the tune on that album, Barrett's Privateers? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I really wanted us to do that one, but it was too hard. It's a hard song. It's a long song. It's uh, long and hard. And uh, it, it was a, a Stan Rogers piece of music, uh, a, a Canadian musician. And it was, it was that that kind of made me want to do something a cappella. The Mackenzies all had, like, we had seven... Uh, seven pretty strong sounding voices and and when we did that Barrett's privateers we'd we'd line the front of the stage and and people went fucking ape shit over over a bunch of dudes in in kilts and and wife beaters uh, singing a cappella stuff and so it, it yeah I, I sort of wanted to do something of my own and uh and that's that was a, a big reason why the tempest is the tempest so speaking of northwest passage uh next album can we get or speaking of um Stan Rogers can we get northwest yeah. passage on the next album maybe northwest Northwest Passage was on the album. Uh, Why, just, it was already there. Ah. Yeah, uh, the, in fact, uh, Aspie did it. Aspie is uh, he's the the current piper with the Mackenzies, and he's a Galician piper, and uh, he played Galician pipes on that track. That actually brings up an interesting point. So I know you play GHB. Do you play any other kinds of pipes? Mm, no, I I'm uh, I do classical guitar. I spent about uh, 15 years in classical guitar, and I did the I don't know if you have it in the states, uh, the Royal Conservatory of M- Music. That's what we call it up here. And so I did the uh, uh, grade 10 uh, performance, and uh, I did all the theory. I got one last exam to take that I've been sitting on for I don't know 15 years. It's a history exam, so it's kind of no big deal. It's interesting, but it, it it'll keep you know. So uh, classical guitar is my other instrument. I had a uh, I had a, uh, some Deidre uh, pipes. Is that what they're called? The, that little electronic chatter? Dagger, dagger pipes, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> dagger? Okay, okay. So I, I bought a set for uh, <laughs> for Matt and I, um, my, my, my old buddy Matt and, and, and the previous uh, piper, the Mackenzies. But uh, we found after a couple of, uh, couple of nights of writing music that uh, with enough... Uh, um, uh, speed and 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 fucking ky jelly that accumulates like all the sensors don't don't keep working anymore uh, and not not so much the speed and ky between matt and i but you know the the yeah we, the, it was it's it's really filthy gross fingers of a rock and roll band that uh that just destroyed those fucking things in two months how did you how did you get the ky all the way from your ass to the channer that's what i want to know <laughs> it, it's kind of permanently on your hands it's all over the tour van like it never it never goes touch. away <laughs> Yeah, you ever grab a door handle and you get a little surprise? That's sort of what <laughs> what's, uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god, I can imagine he's got he's full of stories of craziness. Should we get into some of those? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's that's kind of our that's kind of our topic of the week. Unless unless you want to like insert an artificial break for an ad read, but I think uh, well, let's do this. I'm gonna insert an artificial break, but the ad read is pre-recorded, so no one's gonna know. So. Uh, and now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> this episode of the Channerant Podcast is brought to you by McClellan Bagpipes, proudly made in North America by artesian bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Eust, Scotland. At McClellan Bagpipes, they don't strive to be the biggest, fastest, or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of the best-sounding and most beautiful-looking bagpipes in the world since their beginning in 1988. Over the years, McClellan Bagpipes has established a solid reputation for rich, warm, and stable tone, created with incredible craftsmanship and instruments of heirloom quality and unparalleled beauty. Head to BespokeBagpipes.com to learn more about their innovations like the new Elevation Chanter, which features a lower-pitched richness inspired by the classic top hand of older chanters and sustainable solutions like the Revelation Bagpipe. 
a Delrin instrument featuring bores lined with a cellulose polymer sleeve giving you the structural benefits of a Delrin instrument while maintaining a refined wood-like sound. Check out McClellan Bagpipes' diverse line of instruments and learn more about their restoration work on vintage bagpipes by visiting their website at bespokebagpipes.com. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. And we're back. See how easy it is now that it's pre-recorded? What a world. Yeah, what a world we live in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's the most fascinating thing is, so there's, there's kind of this, uh, this genre of music that most people consider to be like, oh, it's like, it's Celtic punk or it's like Celtic punk rock. And I don't think that like accurately describes it, right? Like, because people hear like Dropkick Murphys, people hear, or, you know, back, back in the day it was like the Pogues or shit like that. And I don't think it actually accurately describes what the different genres are. Like the Young Dubliners are great, and you can say it's like Celtic punk rock. Honestly, it's just Cel- it's just punk rock, and they cover some Celtic tunes, in my opinion. Okay. So when you're working on the McKinsey's, when you're working on your solo stuff, like how 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 do you try to like either stay out of a box or? I mean, I'm assuming you're never trying to, like, go to the box. I'm assuming you're just trying to figure out, hey, here's music I want to make and everyone else can get fucked. That's it. There is no box, Neil. <laughs> There's no box, Neil. I'm not kidding. It's, uh, I think uh, uh, punk, punk rock and, and Celtic punk and uh, uh, folk and, and folk punk and hard folk, like, they're all, they're all to me, they all seem to be uh, labels that, that, that maybe others need to, to organize their music. I, I, I don't know. That, that, that never really... Uh, that never really j- jived with me. I, I think uh, I think punk rock is kind of all in the attitude. Um, when I grew up in Winnipeg, I played with a pipe band called the Sterling Pipe Band, and uh, they were completely a punk rock pipe band. This was a band who was uh, uh, waiting at the line, smoking joints. Uh, they had different. Co- I'm not kidding. They had different colored kilts. They uh, they couldn't afford pipe bags. They all they could afford was the basic rules for the contest because all these guys wanted to do was play together. And they had the most. Aggr- I meant to send you the album actually. It's it's called uh, the Sterling Pipe Band Horse of a Different Color. And there's a, a fair bit of fluff on that album. But of the of the piping uh, tracks, the band tracks that you'll find on there, they're to me they they are. They're totally punk rock. They're a band who played at their own speed, at their own pitch. They did their own thing, and uh, I think to me that's where the that's where the punk rock moniker fits in. And it's it's confusing, right? Because I mean, it's really just a uh, just do what you want, you know, do what you want, do it yourself, uh, make it great. Uh, um, yeah, that that to me is punk rock. That's how it felt joining that band, and and ever since that band, it's sort of been one thing after the other that was all a part of the genre of. Uh, do what you want. Enjoy what you do. Um, be good to people. Take them under your wing. Play. Uh, um, entertain. Be jovial. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think that's more punk rock than than any of the labels might cla- uh, classify music. Because I mean, there's, it's confusing, right? There, you might find a band that's that's totally tame and totally folky, but yet behind the stage, they're 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 snarfing up lines of blow off hookers tits and and you know what i mean like uh, so then where where do you go just like bob dylan rocking the attitude or is in the is in the music i don't know yeah i mean it gets into one of those things like we you know we have a saying that we use a lot on this show and a lot kind of musically where we we always say uh whatever gets your dick hard right right and i mean whatever actually i was listening to a to a show that you guys did about uh about your your pipe band association can you pronounce it for me please wuspaba I really thought that. Do you feel comfortable that your pipe band association starts with the phonetic pronunciation of wuss? 
Uh, <laughs> no, no. It, w- it would be much nicer if it was just called uh, nobody because it doesn't exist. So I, I was doing some thinking, and uh, when I heard it the first time, I heard whisper butt. Uh, the, the, those are the words that I came out as the, uh, or that came out as the pronunciation well, of that uh, pipe in. That was Josh's you know, Nevada I, accent. So no, I, I or, or it was Andy just uh, cutting a cute fart in between. Could takes. have been. Could have been. <laughs> so you guys did this show. You guys did this show, and and to me, it was it was screaming out for some punk rocker of your of your area to to do something really different. To to it's a it's a coup d'état is what it is. You know, like to change the the things you don't like and 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 just do whatever you want for the purpose of doing something that everybody wants. I think that's what I think that's what punk rock is, whether it's in a pipe band or whether it's in Rock and roll. No, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, we we kind of uh, try to be the rock and roll pipers in our area, just because you know we hate everything and we want to party and have fun and we want the music to be good. And if the music's not good, then that's okay. We just make it try to make it better. But it, you get you get into this whole fucking you know you, you get put in the box of like I well, know. Are you a competition pipe band? Are you uh, are you a Pipe major of a grade four. Are you a uh, podcast of a dick show or a podcast host of a dick show podcast? Like, what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, you're getting, you're, you're getting the old funny that he's looking down their nose at you and, and that's not making you any friends and people are getting discriminatory towards you without even listening. I, I know what you mean, but you know what? For, for my vote, you guys are totally a punk rock podcast. <laughs> We've got it. Official. Official from the source. <laughs> We're officially a punk rock podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I mean, I I prefer metal podcasts, but either way, so I, I feel like we've been certified attitude. on two fronts. So we've been certified <laughs> on the metal front and on the on the punk rock right, front. Like exactly. we're doing really well. We're doing good so, so far. far. I mean, you know, all we need now is become the most uh, the most rap podcast as well. <laughs> and then we've really covered our bases. Uh, hmm, we're gonna have we gotta do some work on that one. We gotta have Angel in a lot more often. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Uh, what? Because I noticed that he's black. What the? What the fuck? I, you know, I'm like Lucy. I'm like my dog. Everybody's gray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but uh, talking about labels, I mean, that must be difficult for your manager, though. Oh, we gotta. When we he's gotta trying go, to book you. At, we gotta go uh, early in. We gotta. We gotta circle around here, right? And uh, okay. and I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do like the traditional interview shit. But I gotta know. Uh, so you play. You know, you learn to play pipes in a in a pipe band that was probably in your area. Eat pipe bands probably started early. Um, That's right. Decided that uh, hey, well, you we know, went, this is fun, but I want to see some boobs. Well, they went to a conservatory as well, which is hyper traditional and stick up the butt style, right? A lot of peep rock in your past, I assume. I am interested to know two questions, and you have some time to think about it if you need. Uh, highest high is a punk rock bagpiper. Lowest low is a punk rock bagpiper. <laughs> um, yeah, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me come back to those. Uh, that's a pretty broad question, but I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, I'll have to think about it as we go. Can we come back to it in uh, 15 minutes? Absolutely. Yeah. You just can't okay. say being on the show is the worst. <laughs> that doesn't count. It's gotta <laughs> no. be besides that. Yeah, then, we, then we cut the feed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so just just ponder that for a minute because I'm I'm very interested in in that whole aspect of things. Yeah, and I, I'm more curious too as to the highs and the lows of the, uh, you know, the old school way you used to do it before you joined the punk rock band and you were doing all the traditional stuff. Did you ever have a good time doing that, or were you like, uh, it's just, just oh, I certainly did. 
Yeah, I certainly did. Uh, uh, going, I started when I was six, so yeah, you were right in the money. Uh, you were, uh, I, I didn't do Peabrook. I, I did for a little while, but uh, I, I couldn't get into it. Um, you're right as well about the conservatory. It's it's entirely classical music. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the I think the Peabrook wasn't too interesting to me. Uh, I was always a medley guy. Like I, I, I you know I played the MSR because I had to, and there's only one. Uh, one or two occasions in my life when when uh, it was actually that the drum corps really made the MSR fucking click for me. It was just the coolest uh, coolest um, uh, scores that they had written, right. and I I really enjoyed playing though like two MSRs in my life that I that I really <laughs> ever enjoyed playing. Um, so. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a slow climb. Like it, it, it that Sterling pipe band that I, that I was telling you about now, now Matt and I, Matt McNasty was the old piper of, of the Mackenzie's and, and, uh, he and I were best friends in Winnipeg, uh, busking on the, on the street. And, uh, actually Matt discovered from a young age when you're 15 years old, uh, and you wear a kilt and you bring your bagpipes to the pub, they, they let you in. And, uh, so we <laughs> had legitimate drinking holes when we were in grade 10 or grade 11. And, um, Iron- uh, ironically was, enough, Gord, that's how Josh discovered bars as well he had pipe yeah, and, and made it and could go in say, and yeah, nobody questioned i could go in when i was 15 and drink whatever i wanted yeah we just brought you know what and nobody looked funny at him i'm glad to hear that that was still a that, that was still a thing in that because what did you uh what did you say you're in your 30s are you josh just just about to turn just 30. about to be yeah so i i always thought it was a thing a, a 90s thing so i'm glad to hear that uh, or, or like a late 80s early 90s thing when when matt and i were doing it but i'm glad to hear that uh that uh the kilt and the bagpipe still has a sway to make people uh forget the law <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah good, we, we, good. We, we were definitely bad influences i don't, think, many I don't think the people i don't think the people forgot the law i just think that uh we didn't care enough to where everyone was like all right well we'll just you know I got a talking to once by a member of the of the band for letting oh, the young. Oh yeah, drink. I remember that. A couple and, times actually. Well, and it was, the funniest thing was like, you got you I'm got not, the talking. It's not my to, kid. I don't give a fuck what he does. Well, and it was just like <laughs> it's like well I can't believe you're letting Josh be Josh, and it's like dude, you think I could fucking stop that guy? <laughs> it wasn't just about you. I, I got it from another kid too, where another member of the band was like. Uh, I think somebody brought around shots and I handed him one or something. It was one of the kids, you know, like you like bring you a tray of shots Classic. at St. Patrick's Day and yeah. you just fucking hand them out. How else do you watch and somebody says I'm like, I didn't even notice he was standing there. I just, he took it. I, <laughs> I mean, granted I, I knew, but, um, I just didn't give a fuck. So, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's still live. Hey, I don't hey, know about today. What? We haven't um, tried it in the if last you, If you were years. a good parent, he would just leave it on the fucking tray, but he grabbed it. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you raised him wrong. <laughs> that's on you. That's not on me. Uh, that's funny. So I'm, I'm going to come back to the lowest low, but I, I hope you don't mind this. It's a broad answer to a broad question, but the highest high we love broads, has got to be has, has got to be the uh, <laughs> the um, oh, this sounds really gay, but it, it's like the 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 bands the bands that I've played in and the the musicians that that were all fucking clicking on the same page at the same time and that was that was some pipe bands that i played w- with that was uh that was some uh, individual people that i played with that was definitely the mckenzie's the mckenzie's was probably the the biggest um uh, manifestation of that we were a band that never practiced like we never got together to practice it, it, we we wrote music and we recorded it and then b- before a t- before a tour came up uh, we might uh, have two days in the studio before we go on and 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 throw it out to to twenty five thousand people. Um, but the I, I we just seem to always click together. I mean, it's it's like pipers and and an, and an intro and and hammering on an E together and, and all these drones and uh, all these things being together. Well, when we got into the jam space after not seeing each other for two months and and having to fucking get. Kurt's guitars on a pawn and, and track down Paul and, and get everybody on a fucking plane and whatever else. And everybody shows up hungover while they're a fucking four beats into a song, Chip. I don't know if you know the song, Chip, but uh, it's, we're familiar. Uh, 
account of four. And, uh, and we all, it, it was like, there was just no other way to live, but to, to all be together on that note. And, and I mean, if you weren't, we weren't going to stop this song and start all over, but God damn, you missed a great opportunity. Even if you're just in the jam space, you missed a great opportunity to be a part of that fucking first note of chip, you know? <laughs> so that, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to describe that feeling, but that was, that was certainly the high was, it was having seven musicians in, in one room who all, uh, had this unspoken importance for what they were doing and, and what they were doing beside someone else and in front of someone else and and with the music that they had written that other people seemed to like that I think that was a I don't know any I don't know any way to describe that feeling so that's got to be the highest high I'll get back to you on the lowest low <laughs> well I mean and correct me if I'm wrong but like that always that always seems to be like the goal right because any any good band pipe band rock band punk rock band it should. It, it's not necessarily always based around like the same people over and over again. It's like a pirate ship, right? Like some some pirates get off, some pirates get on, and as long as everyone can fucking do their job, you you get to this point where like, oh shit, like you can just jump on, you can just jump on from nowhere and immediately hit, immediately hit the you're, right. you're supposed to hit. Like fucking a. Okay, cool. I'm not gonna haze you as hard. Still gonna haze you. But not as yeah, hard. You're, you're right. That's a, that's actually a really good analogy. I, I think you're exactly right. You you jump on that that pirate ship and and you look at what everybody else is doing and you know that your place on that pirate ship is to is to fucking do what you're supposed to be doing and and that it you don't need to be told you don't need to be scolded you don't need to be talked to you just fucking do it. Yeah, if you're the cook, you just hose the blood off the potatoes and cook everyone potatoes. <laughs> that's a little bit stranger of an analogy, but I I think I follow. <laughs> <laughs> that's from a Graham story sorry okay uh, I, don't, I don't remember that one but okay <laughs> fun fun fact about uh chip is that uh we had written that piece of music for a martin scorsese film and uh we were trying to be the the lead piece on on this film called the departed and unfortunately we got uh second place to that uh to dropkick murphy's who wrote that bitch and fucking shipping up to boston too and i i think they deserved it but uh that that was our that was our effort at being on that movie I okay, so if I could, if I could, I will argue that Chip is a better song. <laughs> but I understand why they won, and we did as a as a band. We covered uh, "Shipping Up to Boston" many times, mm-hmm. uh, like twice. Kick and Dick covered Kick the Dick. yeah. Kick and Dick, we only played the shit out of it. No, we did not. We played it like one show. We always fucking played fucking. I still well, remember sure. the goddamn little. Practice it a lot. We didn't play very often. <laughs> we didn't get a lot of gigs. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> One, maybe two a year. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's because we should have played Chip. Uh, maybe we should have played Chip, and they would have hired us more. That's for sure. It's it's a great it's a great family wholesome story about a a rat who is also That's Satan right. terrorizing a guy, and you know he sold his soul for fucking copper nails, which is not even a good nail. And, uh, gentlemen, it was a uh, story by Charles Dickens. Oh, nice. It's called The Devil and Mr. Chips. <laughs> um, so I had to ask this then. Did you guys ever be like, eh, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to cover shipping off to Boston because and just to be. No, nice. that's that's a good uh, a good question. That never that never we, we covered a lot of a lot of bands and there was never any any uh, uh, lost pride or something about it. And, and there certainly was was no animosity between. The Dropkick Murphys and the Mackenzies. Uh, we we uh, we all got along swimmingly. Uh, some um, I didn't know the uh, uh, Dropkick Murphys as well as the the roster um, before me, but uh, um, know that that never that never did come up. It's it's funny you say that because that's uh, 
that's something I could see us hanging out in the green room and just pissing around with and changing the jig to a hornpipe or something. And, right. and yeah, I don't know. That never came up. <laughs> well, you should have done that, man. That's my, <laughs> that's my contribution. Yeah, that, that, that's a contribution. Scale. <laughs> well, and also you gotta keep in mind, like, you know, we're, we're really focusing on real McKenzie shit, but, uh, Gord, Gord's been around the block. That's what I hear multiple times. Uh, so you've played stadium shows with, uh, no effects, uh, me first in the Gimme Gimmies, which is a band that I thoroughly am a fan of. Uh, me too. What what is going on on these tours, man? Uh, so uh, I I don't uh, um, I was again I was a part of the band. I I don't remember the years. I was I was sort of on their on their. Uh, I was a tag along for probably twelve or ten years, um, and and then toured for I forget how many three or four and a half or two and a half or whatever it was. Uh, and with no effects on me first, I, I only remember doing. Uh, sort of uh, oddball shows with them and with no effects. I remember doing uh, Slovenia with no effects and me first in the Gimme Gimme's. I, I want to say we, uh, if I remember right, I want to say it was Resurrection Fest in Viviro, Spain or something. But uh, um, those were sort of one-offs. Pennywise, we toured quite a bit with. Uh, we were their opening band for for whole tours, which was really cool. Those guys were great. Um, yeah. Uh, I, um, no, uh, I, I remember the band before I was a part tour. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I wish I could give you the whole story on this because something happened and, and other members of the band would be delighted to enlighten you on exactly the form of debauchery that stopped no effects from ever wanting the real Mackenzie's on tour with them again. But something happened on a Japanese tour. Not something happened, but you know, two, two bands' behaviors conflicting with each other, perhaps. I'm not sure. And <laughs> the Mackenzie's toured Japan with, uh, with no effects before I was there and uh, then never toured with them again. Ah, it's too bad for you, huh? They fucked yeah. it up, they fucked it well, up for you. <laughs> we we were all family. I mean, that's all the same record label, right? That was Fat Records, and and there was a real, uh, there still is a real, uh, to me, a, a family atmosphere. If if anybody from fucking Lagwagon or uh, or the Pears or or anybody from No Effects called me and asked for pipes, I'd I'd probably pay my own fucking plane ticket just to just to go and make sure it's uh that, that it's me that gets to do it. <laughs> I have a question, and I and I forgive my ignorance. I'm not a punk rock bagpipe kind of music kind of guy generally speaking i'm roughly familiar with it but i'm curious has anybody ever experimented with like sort of ska punk bagpipe type stuff oh god damn it you put that out there in the world i'm just curious it just hit me like now 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 we're gonna have like 17 bands in 2022 it's like is that a thing like does that ever happen do you ever jump in with somebody like that i'm sure Scott has crossed your your way being in that scene. I, I mean, yeah. Oh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm the the best person to answer. Again, going back to musical genres, I'm not sure where the gray area and the and the line is. But I I kind of feel those two, those two go back and forth, uh, um, in in rhythmical ways. Anyway, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I, I could I could see them happening interchangeably. Um, yeah. Again, a genre thing. Um. Actually, a, a, a funny story. Uh, you ever heard of the Red Hot Chili Pipers? Sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everyone has um, who plays bagpipes. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. Well, I, I've been up out of the loop for long. I don't know why this reminds me of this, but we we got pulled in to do a, a um uh, it wasn't a Highland Games. Well, it was a Highland Games with like a whole Renaissance fair and all this in Feraltorf, <laughs> Switzerland, and uh, we uh, we we landed. Um, actually, this would have been. I, I went over there to write West Winds, but we never ended up doing it. We ended up practicing for uh, the the live album that uh, that we did at, at Wild at Heart. But so we go to this uh, Highland Games, and it was one of these 
uh, you, you Americans are used to them. We don't have them as much in Canada where there's the whole fight scenes and, and reenactments and people are fucking cooking mutton and, and well, wearing... Well, and that's... Go- for us, that's only Ren fairs. That's not games. Okay. Yeah. Well, I... I so I games games age- for us are only contests. Okay. I've seen... Uh, I've seen... Um, uh, uh, combinations of uh, of Ren fairs and and games uh, in the states. I thought McAllister College used to used to have something like that. It doesn't matter. So for Altorf, uh, Switzerland was sort of doing this, but their uh, their bigger uh, draw was the the Renaissance Fair, and then there's a little bit of piping on the side. So we got pulled in from this lady. I think her name was Connie, and uh, and she was hell bent for leather on how much she loved Red Hot Chili Pipers, and and she was so excited to to hear what we. <laughs> what we had to play and, and, and what kind of band we were. I, I don't think she had ever heard us and she didn't know anything about us because Connie, we later found out, was on the uh, police force as a narcotics officer. And uh, it was largely a, largely a police festival. That's really who was in the crowd. Every fifth person was a Swiss police officer and Swiss police officers are quite a bit different than a police officer in Berlin or a police officer in Holland. It's a fucking serious deal. So, we play and uh, they, they don't know they don't know what hit them like they really weren't expecting um, martial amplifiers turning turned up to 11 and guys in fucking kilts and no shirts on and, and saying fuck this and fuck that like it wasn't the chili pipers that they were expecting and you could see this dis- disappointment in their in their faces but we kept on going and trying to win them over and, and uh, um, at some point there was some <laughs> shit you, guys, you ever heard of grappa no oh yes Gra- the, the weird like fucking grape alcohol Right, right. Oh, it's made yeah. out of uh, it's made out of the vines of of grapes. So the the grapes are it's like, used it's for like wine. Uh, well, we would consider it to be like applejack, but with oh. grapes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what applejack is, but yeah, it's it's a liquor, and it's uh, distilled from uh, yeah from from gra- anyway. So this shit made it made it out on stage, and uh, we're we're playing along, and the, and the the show's getting close to an end. And Bone, our, our guitar player, he takes a big mouthful of this stuff. I think he thought it was uh, a liqueur, something sweeter and something a little easier to take. Well. Bone has Bone has a uh, uh, a weak gag reflex uh, the best of times. <laughs> As you know personally, he, uh, so he just yaks. Uh, uh, I'm afraid I do know personally. It has nothing to do with what I stuck in there, but it has everything to do with sitting beside him and just mentioning a, a foul-smelling anal uh, a leakage or something, and you'll see that Bone's tongue go to his back of his throat. It's a lot of fun making <laughs> someone gag just by saying something. But anyway, he took a massive mouthful of this stuff that went down his gullet, and uh, I'm, I, pl- I used to play on Bone's side of the stage, which was stage right, and uh, I could see that that he had to throw up, and so uh, Bone was uh, he was he was trying to hold it in. It wasn't going to happen, and and he he slowly walked over to Dirty Kurt's side of the stage, stage left. And these two kind of have a they've lived a long time together, and they sort of have their own thing going on. They have a big guitar battle at the end of the night that sometimes resulted in a fist fight. Anyway, Bone just throws up all over Kurt's side of the oh. stage, and then walks back to his side of the stage and continues playing while well, the lights go out. And they start swearing, get the fuck off this stage, you fucking mother. Who do you think you And Bone, another thing about Bone is he's got a bit of a silver tongue. So he managed to sweet talk this guy and say, I'm so sorry. You know, it won't happen again. I, I, uh, we just got off a plane. I was uh, feeling a little jet lagged. So we go back to playing. And uh, Bone uh, uh, continues playing and, and the grappa comes around again. And, and uh, uh, with a little twinkle in his eye and a smile on his face, Bone takes another big swig of that grappa. And uh, this time he throws up all over his side of the fucking oh, stage, geez. all over our side. We're slipping on this stuff oh. and uh, mashing all over his tuner. And so now there's puke all over the stage. Lights go out. Power gets turned off. Nothing left. Well, you guys get the fuck out. And, and this time the, the, the promoter has Bone up against the amps and is screaming at him and, and <laughs> 
Bones taken and he said, I'm really sorry. I'm, let, let me clean it up. I'll, I'll clean it up. And, and he does. He takes a fucking piece of cardboard and does this <laughs> weak job of sort of pushing it off to the side of that. And power comes back on and we managed to finish this set. But at the same time, Randy's saying, our, our sound manager, uh, Randall Steffes, he's saying, you know, guys, pack the fucking guitars up. Get them packed up while Bones cleaning that up. Uh, we may have to fucking bolt. And so we, we get everything <laughs> sort of packed up and uh, we, we were playing the last, uh, it's called The Rock Block, and we've got these uh, yeah, uh, rockin' songs that has Thistle Boy in it where this guitar solo is supposed to happen. And sure enough, the grapple comes out one last time. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's inevitable. I, like you, in fact, I think Bone's asking for it at this point. You know, no, pass it over here. And uh, he takes a big swig and he throws up all over center stage in front of Paul, all over the crowd, all over oh. the monitors, all over everybody who had their mouth open aghast already from what the fuck this band was putting out that had nothing to do with the red hot chili, chili pipers. The lights get turned out. We fucking grab our guitar cases, head out to the van. We bolt from Feraltor, Switzerland. Never saw the place again. I don't think we got paid. And that was uh-huh. all fine. And, and, and Paul didn't just beat the hell out of the guy. No, that was, I mean, it, 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 you know, next time it might have been Paul. You never know. There, uh, Paul, Paul had his own ways of, uh, of uh, uh, making some interesting moments for, uh, for shows. <laughs> so the only time that I got to see the real McKenzie's live was uh in vegas at the beauty bar like end of september maybe two years ago it was the really? one i invited you to oh that's right that's right and yeah was, so wasn't that punk rock bowling yeah and well yes it was around the time of punk rock bowling but i watched him i i watched him play at the beauty bar and okay. there were about uh Outside? seven 17 people there including me <laughs> and i was so excited <laughs> this was outside out yeah this is one where i got us tickets and you didn't come dick I was like the real who, and then I was really excited. I, I was just, I was literally just, I literally spent the evening like hanging out, just drinking with uh, members of the band, and it, it was really good fun. But I'm really, I'm really upset that you weren't there, dude, because I feel like you would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> the band is. Uh... I don't think the band has ever done as well in the States as they have in, in other countries. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe there's uh, just a different different thing going on there. I, I, we used to do good up the West Coast, like in the Seattle's and Portland's, and obviously the San Francisco is where Fat Records is. But, uh, yeah, never uh, never really had a what, what could be called a, a successful U.S. tour. Hmm. I, I don't think – I don't think – here – okay, I'm, I'm a little drunk, so let me, let me stage this out. Here, here's my thought process. I don't think anyone's going to have like a successful tour again. I think that bands will uh, end up kind of hitting their bases. So, hey, like we're going to we're going to do a fucking show here. It's going to be small. No one's going to know what's going to happen and bang. Like we're gone again. I think that's going to be the future of this kind of shit cuz touring's just still not not a fucking option right now. Yeah, I hope you're wrong though. Like, I I hope that when all this shit's over, I I hope the the I mean, uh, I, I don't know about bands in other genres on on other labels, but I I know that any band that we ever toured with on, on Fat or otherwise, any opening band, any fucking band on EMI, any any punk rock band who loved making music is just dying to bust out of the gates and 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 get on stage, and that's that's God. sort of how I like that's we how I fucking like the, shows. That's how I like to think of this whole thing ending is, is someone, someone like 
lifting the uh, lifting the curtain, or that's a bad analogy, but lifting the ban or whatever, and all of a sudden, every fucking place in every town, houses, uh, churches, any place that's got a stage is booked. I, I hope anyway. Maybe that's a a, a fucking pipe dream. No, but that, that's... that that would that would be the most amazing into this but like it's gonna be like the end of a bill and ted movie like it's just a giant concert the entire world celebrates with each yeah, other and like peace and harmony and love and blowjobs for all that would be the most amazing thing if just everyone just fucking just blow out i want i want windows to break <laughs> from the amplitude listen speaking of that what's uh what's uh nevada like today with uh with the big news over the uh the world radio yeah we're fine Nevada is yeah. Nevada is indestructible. I see. We literally set off nukes here for shits and giggles. <laughs> uh, there's a few. Like, there's a few there's, less uh, mouthy rednecks, but other yeah, than that, like I mean, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a redneck too, but I'm a blue redneck, not a redneck redneck. Like it's different. Right, but you're you're a very rare breed. But it's like yeah, like uh, <laughs> honestly, we're just like you know, fucking hey, like everything's so far apart. There's so few people here. That's that's what people don't t- tend to understand. There's two point two people, million people in this valley. Actually, I didn't I didn't know that either. That sounds a bit like where where I'm from in Canada. It's it's pretty pretty spaced out. It's a large area. Unlike where you're from in Canada, um, it's unforgiving hot, dry desert that will yeah. also freeze you to death at night, as opposed to canadian desert which will freeze you to death in the day and also in the night <laughs> yeah you're right about I, I only trucked through vegas once and the fucking heat went up to i think 108 or something my ac broke down it was just like driving into a fucking hot air dryer <laughs> uh that's for sure uh, yeah. but, uh so, earth is unforgiving so l- let me ask you something on the opposite side of all this peace love and happiness part of this is uh like how did you? How did you? How'd you biff it and lose the gig with uh, the real Mackenzies? Or did you choose to quit like a fucking dope? Uh, I, I I chose to quit like a like a drunk dope. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, it, there's a longer story to this. I'll give you the I'll give you the short part though. Was, oh, we got uh, a lot of time left. All right. Well, you know what? It has a little bit. You know this this is like a, this is actually my my getting married story. I'm I'm divorced now, but but this is a uh, there's, there's a few details to this uh, at the time. I was dating a, a German model. Uh, she uh, had a, a uh, had a corset um, corset business. Uh, I, I won't say any names. I, I don't know how much she wants me telling this story. I want to look. So, I want to look this brought up. Come on. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was uh, dating this German model, and um, uh, on the first night we hung out, uh, the the way we we sort of started liking each other. I, I didn't drink at the time, and um, we, uh, she, we she went to a concert in I don't know wherever the fuck it was, Reutlingen or Stuttgart or something, way in the south, and she lived up in Dusseldorf. So she said, "Well, this is great, Gord. You don't drink, so you can fucking drive my BMW home down the autobahn and take us both back to Dusseldorf, and I'll I'll fuck your brains out." Brilliant. I said, "Yeah, that sounds all right." So. We played and we did just that. Um, uh, Wait a minute. Maybe how, how fast did you get on the autobahn? I was just going to say maybe that's a high point too. Was 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 getting a blowjob at 150 miles an hour <laughs> oh. in, in like a brand new BMW. <laughs> that's that, fantastic. That was pretty- that was pretty cool. So we go back to her place and, 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 uh, we had like a, a wicked four or five days before I flew back to, to Canada. And, and, uh, you know, I remember I, uh, I bought a motorbike off Paul McKenzie and I drove that motorbike from Vancouver back to Winnipeg about, I don't know, 1100 miles. And, uh, we were talking the whole way on the phone. So I'm like, you know what? We should fucking hang out. So next time I come over, I'm going to come over three weeks, four weeks early. We're going to hang out, uh, and whatever. So I do just that. And 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. I hadn't really been at the time, but I sure am now that, you know, sometimes you're going out with someone or they're going out with you and, and they fucking lose interest. And instead of, you know, copping to it and telling you about it, they just ignore the shit out of you and, and uh, <laughs> uh, belittle you and, and put you under their thumb and grind you into a, a, a thin fucking paste and let you go off on your own accord. Well, this was quite it's like similar. like every relationship I've ever had. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, they did it to me. I mean, of course. I was just going to say, though, in all honesty, though, have you ever done it to someone else? I, I bet you have. I we all have. have. Yes, yeah. I have. It's, it's, yeah. Anyway, so this was what happened after about four, four days. She didn't give two shits about me. So I'm fuck. I'm getting out of here. I'm, I went to do give me a ride to Duisburg. I'm going to go down to Berlin and fucking cry myself to sleep. And and really, I did. This is embarrassing to say, but I I was, oh, when am I ever going to get to date a German model again? It's so fucking embarrassing to talk about. But I go down to, to Berlin and our our, our booking agent uh, left with his uh, wife for vacation, asked me to take care of their house. I said, all right, well, that's something. Uh, there was a, a brothel just across the street called Tiffany's on Oranienstrasse in, uh, in uh, Berlin. So I spent a good deal of 50 euro notes over there and uh that that kind of helped kind of helped getting over it but what really helped getting over it was um the next uh, when the tour finally started um our, our first few shows were in uh holland we we played a, a gig called schwarz cross which was uh a, a, it means black cross and uh it was a it was a motocross event so it was really cool there were fucking huge stages with five thousand people crowds and then like big motocross half pipes and stuff like this and dirt bikes going everywhere it was wild uh in fact i think i even played with guar there which was, oh, was, was kind of no cool way, too. Dude. um yeah <laughs> uh so at that show, there was uh, an Italian girl who showed up, and uh, this little Italian girl, she must have been like three apples tall, and a uh, beautiful girl from Milan, worked for a jewelry company, and she was kind of into me, and, and let me tell you guys, I forgot all about that fucking German model. All it takes and, is uh, new, new tang, buddy. Indeed, indeed. So... <laughs> We end up hanging out. We do the rest of the tour uh, for uh, four weeks, and she comes out to a few shows. And uh, by the end of the tour, our last show is at the club called The Clash in Berlin. And uh, she comes out and she says, "You know what, Gord? Do you want to do you want to fucking hang out with me after after the tour? Uh, my my family's got a, a cabin in in Italy, and, and they're not going to be there. And and yeah, we can fucking do that." And I said, "Yeah, that sounds great." And and during the time that we hung out, I found out a bit about her family. Like her dad was a baker, and they got a dog, and whatever fucking details. And um, so she comes to the fucking Clash, and. It was at the clash where I gave my future wife a hug and, you know, said, hello. I, I had met her through uh, a guy in my band and, and uh, just sort of sh shook hands and, all right, see you later. I'm going off with this Italian. And um, so I, this Italian, I, I ended up finding out not only was her dad a fucking baker, he was the baker who baked all the little cookies that are saran wrapped and come with every cup of coffee that's served at every travel plaza in all of Italy. This was a chartered fucking plane from Berlin uh, airport, Schönefeld airport <laughs> out to Milan airport, no customs, no nothing, a fucking limo out to her mountain house in Crevinia, Italy, oh, where we spent three glorious bloody days and uh, um, then ended up going back to Canada and we were talking a little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one thing before you go on. So three glorious days. Very important question. Did you bang her in the ass? Uh, I don't remember, but seems oh, like, the, uh, seems, just seems lie to I'm, me, man. I, lie to me. Tell me you did. Uh, <laughs> it's it's actually a little bit worse than that. Seeing as how I didn't mention her name, you know, she she was really beautiful and really tiny, and she had these wonderful little breasts, but <sighs> she had quite long hairs coming from her nipples. Ooh, it was really gee, strange. Well, I, I, and it, it, yeah, it was it was hard to turn away because I mean, in one sense, she was like it's really something when you have a tiny girl and you're throwing her all over oh, the place. And, uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and so, but, but on the other hand, these hairy nipples are are kind of you're, you're you're asking yourself, but it doesn't matter. Uh, well, what's oh, done is done. Um, wait, wait, wait. There's an important question here. Uh, all right. 
Do you have hairy nipples? Do I? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, most certainly. So do you ever do you ever think about it? she tells this exact same story? <laughs> I banged the dude from the <laughs> room. <laughs> I bet, like like you know I invited him up, but fuck, he had hairy nipples. <laughs> I, I, I worry. I worry more about something I don't know about, you know? Like, yeah. you should have seen the birthmark on this guy's cock or something like that. Yeah, exactly. like, I, I think, like, yeah, like, she might she might have been telling the same exact story on her podcast. I, 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 I like to think they all are, man. I like to think they all are. We, we all have these wonderful little tidbits we she's remember. Like, she's like, like, I was, trying to, I was trying to get this dingus to just, like, come give me a one and done. And then I have to, I have to, take, him, I have to take him to my goddamn family's house. And then, oh, my goodness. His nipples were almost as hairy as mine. I'm as big as saucers. I could dial a phone <laughs> on Jesus Christ. Big, big baloney nipples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, that, that ended. I went back to Canada. And uh, right, right at this, she, she ended up getting a job in, in New York. And she was all stoked about this job. And, and I sort of, this time I felt it. Like, okay, she's losing interest in me. She wants to go to New York. And every uh, European in the world uh, has a, a thing for um, uh, big big America, you know, like New York City or like yeah. LA or whatever. So that was the direction she was going in. And as uh, we stopped talking, I started uh, Skyping a little bit more with uh, the lady who would then become my wife. And uh, um yeah, the rest is history. So wait, is she's not your wife anymore, though, you said. No, we got divorced about five years ago. Uh, actually, probably one of the few divorces you might ever know where we both didn't have a lawyer and we just gave each other our shit back and went our separate ways. Wow. Did you ever bang her in the ass? Yeah. <laughs> high five. Why is that? that why is that you can't see me main, right now, but high Why five. is that your main? It's just because it's fucking funny, man. I don't know. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Banging chicks in the ass is funny. Have, have we gotten to the lowest low? Not yet. I, I'm still I'm still mulling it over. How much time is left in the show? How much time do I got? Uh, it's I, a deadline here. You might you mm. might need to pick one. And if you and maybe. if you don't have it, then you know you can always come back, dude. Like, <laughs> can we can we can we take a sidebar? I want to know about his drug stories. Do we have any good drug stories? And touring and you know anybody get arrested crossing the border? I don't know. I don't know what happens out there. Who had to keister the blow? Yeah, <laughs> it was the Which old Piper Matt. And you know what, you guys. He used to hide it in his bag. He used to hide it in oh, his pipe bag. What a brilliant idea! And just fucking sail across the border. No, it it happened. Uh, it it happened often when we were being checked out for for drugs. Uh, the closest call that uh, that I ever had was we played uh, Whistler. You guys ever heard of Whistler? It's north of Vancouver, a mountain town, ski uh, ski oh, yeah, town. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we played Whistler, and uh, I I uh, wasn't drinking at the time. I, I drink very in, infrequently, and uh, I, I I used to drink more in my twenties and then it sort of petered out and then it came back and then it petered out, but whatever. Um, so I was doing Coke and the rest of the band was drinking and, uh, we played this show and I, <laughs> I don't remember it being all that good a show, but, uh, I bought, uh, I don't know, six or eight or 12 bags of, of blow and, uh, the, the band was drinking. And so we, we finished the show and obviously it's a mountain town. So it's, it was snowing really heavy, like the really heavy sort of mountain snow. And we're driving snowing down the road. backstage. <laughs> <laughs> In, in our in our industry, we call it a line check. But yeah, uh, so we're we're driving back down the uh, down the road. It was snowing really heavily, and there's a fucking car behind us. And it's fucking lights, man. They're they're really bright, like like right in right in my 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 mirror. And uh, 
uh, I, I had been driving a truck for since my 20s and sort of no stranger to the highway kind of thing. So I pulled over and let this cocksucker pass. And of course, it was an RC. It was a, uh, an RCMP, we call them, the mm-hmm. Federales. And uh, so he passes by. And uh, of course, uh, then I pull out right behind him again. So now he, we're the only two fucking cars on the road. I'm in the big, well, we're in the big uh, uh, big red uh, E350 or whatever it was. And so, of course, he fucking pulls over and stops and gets around us again and turns his fucking cherries on right in the middle of our guitar player doing this brilliant air solo to Toto by Africa. It was really something. I was trying to pay attention to driving and I, I had to ask him quite a couple of times. It was stellar. I mean, he had the the fucking uh, key, keyboard solo down and every, it was really something. Um, but so the cops pull us over. And, you know, I, uh, I don't know what your guys' tastes are for illicit substances, but, you know, when you're when you're this gacked out as I was, you start worrying about what's what's hanging from my face. What 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 uh, <laughs> fucking bags have I left in my lap? Uh, what's all over these keys? Uh, and so he, he comes up to the window and uh, he says, you know, he asked me the obvious question. Why would you why would you pull around? And I gave him a bit of, a bit of lip, you know, not not too discourteously, but, you know. I said, well, the fucking lights are so bright. I couldn't fucking see a thing here. It's snowing out here. And I don't know if you got your high beams on, but, you know, maybe you want to take your car back to your shop and have your highs uh, pointed a little bit better because they're 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 really uh, I, I, I don't think any car could deal with them. So I just let you go by. And so he goes back. He said, you've been drinking. I said, no, we're a pipe. We're a band, uh, a folk band. We always call ourselves a folk band. <laughs> Good idea. These shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, he takes my, he said, you've been drinking. I said, no, these fools behind me have, but uh, I, I don't drink. And uh, okay. So he takes my ID back. And meanwhile, he's got his fucking mag light right in my face. Like, I mean, if anybody's going to see little white nuggets of crap under my nose or something, it's going to be him with his fucking mag light. But, you know, some, for whatever luck of the draw, he uh, he didn't and uh, gave me my license back and said, thanks very much and have a good day. So, yeah, um, other drug stories you want. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, I don't know if it was on the air, but I wanted to talk about, that was a horrible experience when uh, our fucking um, driver, uh, Frida, he, he chopped up some salt and gave it to us to sneef up as lines of speed off a CD case. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, if that's getting close to a low point, that might be it because, boy, that ruined me for the next few fucking songs. I'll tell you that much. Wait, wait, wait. Why, yeah. did, why did he do this? Was he just fucking with you or was he pissed? Oh, yeah. What was this? Sp- Fuck, fucking with us yeah we were all we were all uh binged out from from four days being awake and and uh you know when you're in that state of mind really only one thing can can bring you back up again and uh and that's more drugs so he he was he was in his element as far as uh propositioning <laughs> us with something that we really really needed to keep this show going and yeah he uh chopped up some salt oh. and uh i think i think it was me and bone did uh two big schnootfuls and actually my my Is this like future... side stage like middle of the show oh, no right on stage right oh, in the Jesus center of the Christ. yeah it, it was it wasn't that uncommon to i mean it kind of depends so who vomited <laughs> what's that who, who threw who, up who puked yeah no neither of us puked uh but i'll tell you i i think if anybody came close it was probably me uh, it was bone and i who both uh did these uh four lines and uh and I didn't know what, I think Bone knew right away what happened because someone had fucked with him in this way before. But uh, <laughs> this was a very new experience to me. It was, uh, it was uh, t- tangy like nothing I ever want to talk about again. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we got we to gotta wrap up this episode. Um, but we're, we're going to go around the table. Gord, I'm incredibly excited to have you here. Uh, and I feel I'm glad like, to be here. I feel like we're going to have to have you back because it seems like there's a lot more there's stories. There's a lot to go on here. <laughs> there's so there's a lot more stories we got to do. But uh, real quick, we're going to do our final thoughts, starting with Sco. Uh, I 
thanks for coming on. Uh, I can't wait to hear more horrible stories about the road, which is really what I find fascinating. Uh, I think a lot of bands don't talk about this, and I know it's just constant shenanigans. Gotta be, yeah. Gotta be. Like all the big names, you know, of course, the Metallics of the World or whatever the Dave Grohl type bands, whatever the fuck seven bands he's in. There's got to be so much shenanigans that's going on. And this Here's this guy. <laughs> What's your name again? Gord. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with him. But uh, like a very mid-level band who's – He's banging models on the Fuck road you, in Europe. Dude. That's an awesome man. Well, maybe, but like, I don't mean I don't mean that disrespectful. But he's not Metallica. You know what I mean? Imagine the shit that they're getting into, or whoever. Pick anybody I, I, that's I do, huge. I do want to I do want to point out, and I know this is your wrap up, but before my time, the real Mackenzie's opened for Metallica in Scotland. That's fantastic. Yo! That's fantastic. But you still opened. <laughs> still only open however I feel like they may have yeah, banged more right. hookers than Metallica <laughs> but, oh, it's very possible but that's what they call like um, uh, what is it like shrapnel pussy or whatever like you guys are like like the things that's that lateral pussy yeah the, the things that Lars is throwing away which is still 10s probably 11s hey they're going down to the real McKenzie brilliant but you know <laughs> I'll still yeah, take uh, it don't get he, me wrong he, Lars can't get him because you know he still can't get it up well uh, pick any of those old fucks but uh, whoever it is, you know what I mean? Like, that's fantastic. Like, uh, European, German oh, models God. and Italian bras like with only, hairy nipples. and We've only scraped the surface. <laughs> yeah, we've barely. And that's why I want to know more about it, but I look forward to that. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like this is definitely not the last time. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much gold here to be to yeah. be mined. <laughs> uh, Gord, brother, I appreciate you so much. Do you, do you have any final thoughts you want to give? Uh, I, I want to say thanks. Uh, actually, you guys, uh, your whole fucking country had a huge day today, and you still made time for having me on. So thanks very much for that. Uh, I, I really was being sincere when I uh, when I really I really dig your show, and you're absolutely right. You guys are doing something very different than everybody else, and and I think you deserve a, a pat on the back from from. Uh, Let's give us I'll, a round I'll of leave, applause. I'll, I'll even uh, I'll even uh, pull my own ribs out trying to trying to suck your cock a little, a little deeper. That, I think I think I think you. De- I think you deserve a, a pat on the back, uh, sort of on an international level. Nobody's ever done anything really like this, and, and there's a uh, like your show and, and like your uh, what you guys create and what you do. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think just I think keep it up. I think there's a lot of a lot of little I won't say little kids, but I mean there's teenagers and adolescents who are, who are trying to figure out kids. what's what's cool and what's not cool, and and you guys are are helping out with that. So. Keep up the good work. Here's to hell. May our stay there be as fun as our way there, right? <laughs> Fucking A. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, cheers, brother. And we're going to go ahead and play ourselves out. <laughs>